fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. Hi. Hi, 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 what's up everybody? It's Saturday, May 19th, 2012, episode 117 of the Hotbox. My name is Matt. Hey, I'm Ian. What's up, Ian? Hey, buddy. Hey, another hey, week? it's Saturday. I know. We finally nice. are getting... It's sunny out still. It's not like 10 o'clock at night. I kind of yeah. I kind of like that. Well, and like we've been saying we wanted to do a Saturday show, or I've been saying we want to do a Saturday show. You've been saying you want to just move the show to Saturday, and then on Saturday we're like... <sighs> Tomorrow yeah, sounds well, good. You know what it is, though, is Sunday is the last day we can possibly put it off before we miss the week and have to go for the next week. Right. So that's like, we're like, all right, fuck, we better, excuse me, we better do this. Uh, every week, weekly marijuana cannabis talk show at hotboxpodcast.com. You can watch us live on Hotbox TV, hotboxpodcast.com slash live, and join us in the chat and talk with us and disagree with us and call us names. We, which happened? That that does happen. We Should got, we go over some? Feedback do you want to talk about some comments? Can I lay some uh, some groundwork first? I think you can. Let's. Uh, this is your show. Normal. Oh, here, let me find the the blog post here. We're very unprepared this evening. Well, we it's just kind of came in and we're like, here we go. I, I was ready to podcast when Let's I got here. Let's do this. Let's get on the air. Well, well, it's just nice because you know we get feedback of all sorts. You know, people that uh, you know disagree with me mostly and agree with Matt or. Or the um, other way around. Yeah, or the usually. other way around. Or, or, or you know, or people just, that have some input or, you know, have questions or, you know, are, they're just participating. And then sometimes we um, really upset people. Um, sometimes. You know, that First Amendment, our freedom of speech, sometimes gets us a little, they call it on the internet, you get flamed. You know, because uh, trolls, troll la la la. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if this person was trolling. Actually, no. I kind of think they were because they responded to themselves. Like, yeah, well, that's weird. That's that's just okay. So what happened was, you guys know that uh, we do this show and we host it. This is like our show. The Hotbox is our show, and we get replayed on Stitcher and we get replayed on the normal show live network. They had a, a whole network set up that. Us and uh, Reefer Rhetoric, our friends in Texas, Professor Blenston and, and, and Denton, uh, they, they had a show on there. Uh, a bunch of people had shows on there, and we would record our show normally, do our live show like we do here right now, and then they would replay it. And we got a lot of listeners from that, and it was cool, and we were all part of this network. And then that was happening for – because we were on normal before you started, right? Were me and yeah. Sandy on, and then you, yeah, okay. Yeah. So it was a while. Yeah, he had that going for. So on May fourteenth, and I don't want to read the whole thing because every other show that's probably been replayed on the network has talked about this and read it. But Russ Belleville, the guy that you know, our contact there, Radical Russ, Radical Russ, man, he uh, he posted goodbye normal network. He said, fans, friends, colleagues, this is one of the toughest emails I've ever had to write. This and that, you know. And he says basically, I'm done doing the normal show live i'm done uh, with production of the normal network effective immediately and he wants to thank everybody and then he says right here the the bottom line is the reason for my immediate cessation of the network is simple money 
Normal just does not have enough of it to justify covering the expenses to produce this network. Because of this, we are not able to afford travel to the High Time San Francisco Cannabis Cup in June, despite having raised $3,500 in donations and $1,000 a month in advertising. How much does it cost to go to the Cup? How much does it cost to produce a network that other people... I mean. Like, you guys do your show, but then everything else, like, nobody on the network was getting paid. We weren't getting, nobody, we yeah. produce our content, and then you guys play it, and we all get new listeners, and cool, because right. we, we believe in what we're doing. So, to, I don't know, like, I like Russ, and Normal, Normal seems to have kind of been going not not a very well, good Well, I feel like they got lately. torpedoed, you know? It feels like with the new director that they got, every every ever since he got put in charge like normal's kind of gone downhill like you know they they made those comments that were pretty uh negative about the medical marijuana movement you know and then he had to come out a few days later and apologize for that because there's like an outrage of people saying like hey what the hell you can't like right. talk shit about us when you know we're all we're all it's in this together effort. yeah exactly yeah, you know and it, and it kind of seems to me like you know like like maybe the person that got put in charge has it doesn't have normal's best interests in mind. Like so he's you, torpedoing it. It you know? sounded to me though like there was money there, but it wasn't enough for Russ to keep doing it. Is that or am I reading that weird? You know, to it's me, it thirty five hundred dollars for travel, and we make a thousand dollars a month. Could you produce a network on a thousand dollars a month? Don't you? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so that's. Like, was it normal saying you only make $1,000 a month and that's not worth it to us, so we're cutting it? Or is Russ saying, I need more than $1,000 a month or this is... See, that's why... I, I, no, it's definitely the it's higher more, ups and normal okay, saying... So that's, that's why I was hoping, because I was like, Russ, like... We could do this for way cheaper, but the, okay, yeah. that's... Okay, good. No, it's I'm the glad higher we up. have that straight, because I was what wondering I'm, that the last few days. I was like, is... Who I don't know, but, and that's kind of yeah. what I'm saying is that it just kind of seems like um, um, th that's been corrupted. All of a sudden, you know, oh, there's just not enough money, and let's cut this program. Like they're, you know, they're they're tightening up the belt and cutting you cut programs. The one program and, that is creating free content, more interactive content than is normal magazine. What what was their? They weren't like high times. Was like here's our magazine, and then the the activist side, right? Normal. Was I didn't know they active. had a ma I think they have a newsletter, but I don't think they have right. a magazine. But there's no like product. There's no media no. product there. It's an no. or okay. So you cut the one thing that is actually producing content that you can develop and, and replicate online, and and that's how, you know zero overhead really. I mean the server bill and all that, but which they're paying for anyway. All because of, of their us web were making content. the content though. Like I don't. Yeah. What did they have to do? So what it seems like. Is that somebody from Big Pharma, and this is this is conspiracy, conspiracy Eddie time. Somebody from Big Pharma, or insert your large corporation here, the government, the government, uh, went and got a boy of theirs into the network and was like, shut some shit down. I think and I know so. that's way that's crazy, right? That's crazy talk. I don't think so. It could happen. I don't think it's. I don't think it's crazy like that at all. There's been other large. I can't think of another legitimate reason that you would, it, as as an activist movement, you would cut the the arm that was educating people and spreading the word and using the internet better than anything else. Like, 
you yeah. would want to pour more fu- and be like, if you're doing this on a grand a month, imagine if you had five grand a month, right. you just got a raise. And, and I think that make- that money is coming from donations and coming from the listeners is what I kind of gathered from that. Because that $3,500 that they had raised was from PayPal donations. And right. then the thousand dollars a month is from like ads on the site, I would imagine, or their show ads. Right. And do. so like, it's not like it's coming out of like... Normal's pocket And honestly If you read some of the comments And here's uh, I'll put a link to this In the live chat If anyone's There And uh, In the show notes But It's All of the comments Are like Wow We donate money To have normal membership We're not gonna renew Right Because that's part of the We're not gonna support this anymore I'm crushed over this Very disappointing WTF (laughs) I've been (laughs) listening For over a year a lot of comments uh, were saying that, like, you know, you opened us and turned us on to all these other cool shows. And, right. And people are just, I mean, like... The community. People wrote letters in these comment forms. Cannabis Carry has, like, this big three-paragraph that's just, like, missing and, the show greatly. I hope the powers that be can salvage some of this worthwhile information stream that is the normal network, you know, that... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so I, I have a big mouth, as you may know, and I uh, went on there when when I heard about this, and I was just like, you know, hey, this this uh, isn't this is weird. We could do we do produce stuff for like so much cheaper, and how is that even a legitimate excuse for for what you're doing? I said. We produce the hot box on a tiny fraction of what you guys are bringing in. If you gave me a grand a month, we could do so much more. This sounds like a greed issue, but then again, you know, you do the shows that you do because you believe in them. And I said, I find it very hard to have sympathy for shows or networks that complain about money and just saying that, you know, we do a day job, we we hold down all this stuff, and it's it's not because we're going to make it rich. And then to see someone be like, Oh, you guys are only bringing in a grand a month, so we're going to cancel you. Like, I'm glad that we host this and that we run this because Mm -hmm. there is nobody. Like, there's nobody above us to say, well, you need more listeners or, oh, don't say the fuck word over the microphone. Right. You need to talk more about cannabis and, you know, like, there's none of that. We can do whatever the hell we want, which. Which is cool to a point. I mean, it's nice to have funding, but... Or direction, or... Or, <laughs> you know. or an idea of what the hell we're doing. <laughs> but, you know. Um, so, I, I left that comment, and then we get just <laughs> hated on uh, by a gentleman, gentle lady, three days ago by the name of Fuck You. <laughs> <laughs> Their screen name. Right. Specifically um, to post to us. Right. Right. I guess I just read this. Is that how, yeah, how this I think works? So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you can delete this if you want, but that just means that you read it and it got to you. Ugh. Leave it and I get to remind you and your idiot partner and all you stupid little boys and dumb bitches that listen all five or so that you have nothing important to say. You have no idea what you're talking about and your podcast only survives because of funding. From your mommy and daddy, <laughs> I I just I wanted I want to say that he they kind of call not only <laughs> us but our listener base. Right. I, I want to kind of just feed his IP address to the to the wolves and just let. Oh, you them... haven't yet. No, I wanted to oh. see if that was like can 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 you do that? Like, 
Why not? Well, I don't know. Cause I, don't, I don't know if, if this Google was that can kind of record where your IP address No, I know. Goes, I'm just saying then... that's something we do on like the jam hole. I didn't know if oh, we wanted okay. to, to take it there with this show. Yeah, no, let's. let's Should we, we can... feed it to the jam hole audience? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, <all> right. No. <laughs> well, no, it's okay. I mean, he's a. He's. No, you have a good point. I mean, he's entitled to his own thoughts. Right. And. This is a safe environment to say whatever you would like. Yeah, no, and that's that's cool, and we welcome feedback, both negative and positive. Uh, so then he says... But there's actually no feedback here, it's just a flame. No, yeah, it's just... And it almost... It's like the new head of normal was like, oh, oh, he could, could he? Well, we'll see about... Uh, you know, right. I, And I know it's totally not, but I mean, right. it would be funny if he's... Like, I just see him getting angry and just being like, yeah, typing just loudly and <laughs> angrily. Uh, he says, I wish he had just come in her tits. And before your juvenile mind starts down the road of, uh, 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 well, you're ready, my, you're, what? Well, you're ready, my sight now. So that makes me relevant. Okay. Uh, yeah, just remember, I, negative press is not good press. It's my new mission to trash you at every speaking event and ensure you get what you want, an audience, just to prove to them how stupid you are. Well, and this is a speaking arrangement, and so I'm really waiting for I, this God, person I wish. to make it. Would you it just call no. in so we could have a conversation? I just want to talk to the mind that crafted not only user account fuck you but also user account fuck you too <laughs> who is who is backing up his own I, I like going on websites and being like fuck you and then making another account and being like yeah what he said <laughs> but then and then liking both of the posts like right what? <laughs> That's like being in the fourth person. You know what I mean? Like having it's to. It's like you play Diablo three too much or something. You're stuck in that view that you know. Right. You, you gotta like pat yourself on the back. Pats like, on the back. Pats on the. Do back. you think that if he called in, his verbal speaking ability would be about as good as his written etiquette? You know, like that last few sentences. Um, it's like hard to read because it's not. Like well, the thoughts not coherent, especially because typing, you have a minute to go back and like check, and like you right. still are an idiot. I think if you were speaking to us, I think it would you would just, I don't know, four zero six two zero four four six eight seven. That's the number. I would love some some interactive well, not conversation only that, but time with you. I would like to know why he is so upset. Like, well, that's, here, that's where the I'm f- glad you asked because uh, he says okay. he says then your site looks like a train wreck from the nineties. Well, <laughs> your okay. forum Got us. board is a joke and doesn't work right, or does it work perfectly? Some people can't get accounts on there. Sorry. Uh, and as a system engineer, I can say, hmm? system engineer here, I can say that if you're paying someone to do that work for you, I hope you're paying him in dick sucking time. At least <laughs> then you're getting your money worth. Hey, do, can I do your web work for you? I'd love to get paid in dick sucking time. What's the exchange rate on dick sucking time? <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> you're a systems engineer who goes around leaving comments like dick sucking time on, on like, okay. Uh, how dare you try and equate yourself with a real news source? No dare you think that because you have what? Like, a hundred angry teenage boys who don't understand why they're the lowest rung at work and in life, all stroking your fragile ego, that somehow you're relevant? I mean, if that doesn't make one relevant, I don't, I don't know what does. 
Isn't that what do it's we, all about? Do we tout ourselves as a news source? No, we tout ourselves as the ones who go into the news sources and then tell you what's really going on and then poke a little fun at that. Well, and I agree. But we try to convey We're not lots there of news. like... I mean, I, I was at a couple scenes of raids and we gave breaking coverage I sure. guess but we well and then like last week when we went down to Missoula and broadcast that show like yeah, I felt like we were press is, is that something a news organization would do though I feel like it's more of well a, that's why we went it's like a community outreach thing more than like we're reporting the news because we weren't really reporting what was happening we were helping what Spread was happening get out there yeah well, so I feel like the that's a little why I wanted to go down there so much is because I knew there wouldn't be any other media down there right like, and there no were one else was gonna like put any sort of news story about these seminars exactly. out it would have just and so that kind of makes us a news source of sorts yeah, that's, and if you think of I it that way we're not accredited I mean I guarantee wanna. that we have Educated more people mm. about more subjects mm-hmm. than this guy has. <laughs> this systems engineer, right. oh whoever you are, system engineer. Um, with the well, IP and system engineers of... design and coordinate large and complex projects known as systems. Right, there are they, many kinds of systems. They engineer, and although they are all large, they vary in their complexity. A system has many parts. Um, all interact extensively with one another. Yeah. Often small systems can be part of larger systems. For example, a jet airliner can be a system. So, too, can all airplanes owned by one airline. All the airplanes in a country make up a more extensive system. Sure, sure. And so, it's networking. So my question is, is who put this guy in charge of any large system? <laughs> of what system are you in charge of, right. first of all? I mean, you can't even operate your keyboard. That's that's properly. a system in and of itself. I mean, you have And a rather complex one. I mean, there's 103 keys on a keyboard. Yeah, 104 sometimes, sure. Right, or depending on if you have a So he doesn't like our site. Um, he, doesn't he doesn't like, like our forum. I just want to know why. Because oh. we like to get our egos stroked. Because I left a... Na- uh, and it wasn't even a nasty... I was just like, what the hell? Like, oh, it's we towards this. you. It was based... It, it happened after I commented here. And he oh, mentions okay. the normal thing. Yeah. God damn, your show sucks. I saw your juvenile <laughs> attempt at humor. Or stupidity. Not sure which. Um, Ooh, me either. Either or. Take it <laughs> Me <easy>. either. <laughs> when you ousted about the normal network getting unfounded and just out of morbid curiosity, I listened. It was like listening to my idiot stepson's friends sit around and talk about how smart they all are. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're sucking each other off in their parents' basement. Why wait, are, wait, wait. Your, your, your son's sucking? Okay. Whoa. Whoa, dude. <laughs> That's, Too much info. No wonder you don't spend money. You have nothing to... Dude, I spend... Some, let me tell you. <laughs> no wonder we no, don't spend money on anything. You have nothing to say. Your butt buddy sounds like a stupid chick. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, I hate assholes that end every statement I questions. Question, I don't... What does that mean? Do you end every statement with a question? Is that what you said? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. System engineer talk is over my head, apparently. Right. So that, that I just, I hate to Thanks spend for so the much feedback. time on this. Yeah, I, I do appreciate it. We are working on, on redoing uh, the site. I pay myself in dick sucking time because I'm the one that built it, but thank you. That makes me kind of a systems engineer in a, in it a way. It does. It does. It's interesting. Yeah. I, I manage this little system, and then overall, there's a few other shows, and then that kind of, right. and then my life. That's like another. So I, I kind of mismanage true. that system, though. But, <laughs> you know, 
Um, and then I just, and then the comment uh, I mentioned that he just says, haha, about time someone said something. And it's like, okay, clearly the same IP address. Doesn't take a systems engineer to see that. <laughs> uh, and that just kind of solidified the, the, it validates that. Because at first I was like, you know, I had to question myself. And, and every time we get negative feedback, which it doesn't happen very often, but it happens. And I, it always makes me like, you know, am I? Did I? Because I have, I have to re-examine my, my, my path and everything. And then I see that, and I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> so, but yeah, and if you go back to the stash.normal.org slash goodbye-normal.network, uh, there's just, I mean, let me see how many comments all together. Like, uh, th- there's many. There's a plethora of comments. 52 so far yeah. responses. And, there's quite a few. Yeah. Um. But on the other hand, like moving on from uh, our listeners' feedback, oh sure, uh, for the rest of our listeners, like you know, the feedback's appreciated because it kind of helps us uh, get an orientation or a direction for maybe a future conversation. You know, if if there's something that you want to hear about, or you know, if, if there's something about the show that you would like to say something to us about, or whatever, like we're completely open right. and. And, and if you you're fuck not it all up with poor grammar and make fun of us, we're just going to blast right back. I mean, that's... Right. right. I mean, but if, if it's poor grammar, but you have a serious topic, I oh, doubt yeah, we're going to make fun of you. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely not. And it's but all... But if you come at us like this, then yeah, yeah, of course. I'm sure he's at home, like, trying to write up a response to us, having to say, oh, the best thing you could do is pick on my typing ability or my grammar. No, I mean, we could DDoS your IP until you can't connect to the internet anymore. I mean, if, if you or, prefer that. you know what? one of the worst things to do to someone just is just not being able to get online when you have a comment to respond that's the <laughs> worst oh you know dicks. what's even worse than that I've, i have the worst <laughs> prank i think oh, or the most annoying prank to do to someone you know there's all these uh uh maybe i shouldn't say this over our show actually you have to start it with allegedly or hypothetically I've okay heard. hypothetically there are all of these uh you know uh sites on the web that uh-huh. you can go to and and you know they offer free things you know like sure you know fill out our survey oh, and yeah, get yeah, a free yeah. ipad there's also scripts on the net that you can just put an address in and it will find all those for you and sub- so a lot of yeah. those places they they want a phone number sure and so if you put in somebody's phone number that mm-hmm. you want to annoy oh yeah like get calls p- like oh, yeah. many phone oh. calls oh yeah from all sorts of different places oh, yeah. insurance companies you know uh loaning institutions colleges but i mean it can if you put your phone number into one of these places i mean you can get upwards to 20 to 30 phone calls a day from different organizations trying to sell you things. A lot of them are unavailable numbers, but a lot of them aren't unavailable numbers. And so it's just an interesting thing to maybe uh, consider if you you know don't like your neighbor or someone's been pissing you off quite a bit. And, right. and you don't want to directly annoy them because you don't have the time to actually do that. You want to have someone else do it. That's a perfect way to organize that. So going back to kind of the the root, no, I agree absolutely. Yeah, let's let's but get going back, back on to cannabis. the root cause of this. It seems so. Normal got what they got new head chairs or what? How is? I think they got a new director, Paul Kuhn. Yeah, he's a partner with an investment management firm in Nashville, Tennessee. 
Which means that he's probably tied to Wall Street. His late wife died in 96 following a long fight with cancer, during which she found medical marijuana the only relief that allowed her to continue several regimens of chemotherapy. Yet he says to the press that the medical marijuana program is a joke. Is that this guy? Well, is the program itself a joke or in some states? Because it absolutely is, right? I mean, it's not... Is he saying that of medical marijuana as a whole or as certain states' programs? Because some states' programs are run terribly, and they are a joke. Yeah, well... Some states' patients can't even get their medical... If I remember, the comment was saying, like, the concept of medical marijuana was a joke. Not necessarily the individual laws, but, like, the actual, you know, concept. Because then he had to apologize a few days later because there was an outcry over the web about his... So that was him, though. That was Paul Kuhn. I'm I, not 100% sure, but I bet you I can find out. The Puffington host <laughs> has a, a an article here about him. No, this is, this is different. Well, I don't know. I just, yeah, I had heard anyways. that and it seemed that like, why would you, you would want more people educated, right? I mean, it, Wall Street backing your money's the problem, really. That's yeah. just what seemed weird. So, uh, but who knows? Let, let's talk about last weekend. Um, last weekend we was good. Missoula. Last weekend to the was good. spring seminar. It's a, it was a legal seminar um, that was um, not very often. Do you get to have access to a lawyer? And be able to ask him questions about the law, about drugs, about marijuana, about cannabis, about mm-hmm. medical marijuana, about medical cannabis. Like, it's it was really cool. And to see, like, how many people showed up, only a few. So it made it that much more Personal. intimate that we could just sit there and have. And if you guys watch the live broadcast, and we still have the, the audio to put up for you so you guys can hear all the, the good advice he gave. But yeah, it was it was refreshing. It was nice and to be able to a lot of the to, advice that had to deal with like dealing with the police officers. That's like what, good everyday common sense for people yeah. to know, not just if you're like that's that's And he had some really good yeah. points about like, you know, about saying I don't consent to searches. You know, instead of saying no exactly. or no you can't do that. There's, it's all and then about he had a words. lot of examples of how the police slyly try to uh you know, get their foot in the door essentially. And and what he explained, all it did was demonstrate to me that the police and that whole system really is just out to get you. Like, all of their tactics, right. everything is built on the fact that we're going to trip you up and get you in trouble for something that you may not be either actively or, you know, outwardly participating in at mm-hmm. that time. The, the one thing I am trying to do a little bit of research on is that he was saying that um, when you get pulled over, if you're a medical marijuana patient, when the officer pulls your information up on his onboard computer, uh, yeah. it says that you're a patient. But I I, I want to verify that with a police officer, and I know one that I could speak to about that to ask if that's true. I just... I find that would to be a little bit of an invasion of privacy. Like, if it's medical, then those are your medical records. It doesn't come up exactly. That, you know, you had cancer chemotherapy last week, and you're on oxycontin or anything. Right. Like, those are your medical records. So, I want to verify that, that with a police officer to know that you know, if I was to get pulled over and he takes my driver's license and information back to the car, looks it up, that there's not like a little. Uh, 
uh, you know, a checkbox that says, Ooh, a little exclamation cannabis. point pops yeah. up and is like, bling. Yeah. It's like, like leveling up. You're like, <laughs> you just escalated from a traffic stop to a felony. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Um, yeah. And that a system set up to do that is, is no good. That, that's terrible. Right. So I'd like to verify that because if that's true, that's, that's quite the, uh, implication, I guess. And then that would just, that, makes me think that I, I wish more people would get their card, even if they didn't use cannabis, you know, just because it's a right that you have, you know. Um, so even if you didn't use cannabis, if you could obtain your medical marijuana recommendation, I think it would just be really neat to have thousands of people that had me- medical cards. Yeah. But never even use the the substance. And so, if an officer pulled somebody over and saw that they were a medical Spartacus. marijuana patient, I and then <laughs> and then walked up to the car and said, oh, "It smells like marijuana in this vehicle," and the person didn't have any cannabis in the oh, car, man, their that, system was clean. The only thing they amazing. had was a card in the registry. That's amazing. you know, imagine the imagine the the, the lawsuits that would that? ensue Dude. from an officer claiming that they smelled cannabis, but not only there not being any cannabis in the car, but not even even being traces if you they took it into called? forensics. The control. <laughs> right? You guys so that don't a- smoke or medically, right, whatever, you go are the control. You need to help yeah. us control. I think it would, I think that that would be a, a really be interesting thing. Huge. And not to mention, since it is a right of yours, you know, the way that you lose rights is by not exercising them. And yeah. so, you know, I think if you have the ability to get your medical marijuana recommendation, do it, whether you use the substance or not exercise your right of something that you have like otherwise we're all going to lose that right in in my mind we're we're there Mm -hmm. i mean how how much how much more can we lose before we're like whoa Mm -hmm. where hey hey are your rights there do you still have your rights shit my rights are gone haven't been using them where my rights go where another, did all of our rights go? Another thing that Chris Lindsay had to say that I um, found rather interesting, I guess, was um, how he was talking about when when uh, police would go to a provider's house and they would say, hey, we're here for a compliance check. And so then the provider or the, the person growing cannabis would say, oh, sure, officer, you know, like. Come on in. Yeah, come on in. Nope. You know, you're here for a compliance check. Nope. Yeah, you can count my plants and check my weight and, and all that stuff. But see, the thing is, is that there's no such thing as a compliance check. And do you notice that it's while they're. It's in the law, but it has a temporary injunction against it. And so if, if you are a provider or a patient or anybody that's involved in the program and an officer says that they're, you know, there for a compliance check or they're there for a safety check or or whatever, they're lying to you. You know, and that's the other thing that he that he went into great detail about is about how the like how well the police are trained to lie. Which why why would that ever be a necessary tactic in in helping the society to thrive and prosper like is that not what you're trying to do well no are you are we not protecting and serving not no. since the early 90s i've said it so know, many huh? times about they've even gotten rid of that slogan you know like uh yeah. in 2002 they all the police force um had to take to protect and serve off the side of their vehicles and they replaced it with professional law enforcement. Since 2002, that has been the new orientation for our law enforcement. They are not here to protect and serve. I even remember a personal incident where 
the the police were called because there was someone afraid of their husband coming home because of of they were scared that they were going to either get hurt or something bad was going to happen. And so she called the police and the police said that they couldn't do anything about it until something had happened. Wow. And so they couldn't protect her. You know what I'm saying? Or they couldn't they couldn't do anything she to prevent the incident. She had to be a victim first. Correct. Right. So that is, that is a completely responsive uh, law agency. Like, they don't protect. They only enforce laws that have already been broken. So, right. you know, if you have an abusive uh, significant other and let's say things come to a head and when they get home, things are going to get really ugly, the police can't do anything until it something ugly happened and then they can come you know after you drag your bloody ass off the floor and call 911 sure then they can come and and pretend to do an investigation or but whatever. up until that point though isn't it in the hands of us as human beings to kind of control everything so until the point of holy crap he's beating me up now call 911 like then you need their assistance it, i don't know it seems like up until that point we should be able to as human beings control our environments and our situations. Let's say, like, let's say it's out somebody of control. Then, then that's when they're. But what they're doing is completely just looking for things to put more of mm-hmm. us into that system to keep that ninety percent quota up or whatever. And, and that's just the thing, though, is that on the phone call says, "When I get home, I'm gonna." kick your ass, you know, you stupid bitch, and when I get home, you're going to die, and then he gets off the phone, so, you know, the lady calls the police, and the police say, well, do you have any evidence of that? Well, no, it was a phone call, and I don't record all my phone calls, and they just said, well, there's, there's nothing we can do until, you know, there's been a crime committed. And since there's no empirical evidence of the threat... And I, I understand. In that situation, no the the nice thing to do would be to send an officer there and just... To patrol the area. Come and talk to her. Just say, hey, I heard. Patrol the area, yeah. at least. You know, maybe not but, park in front of the house, but... So it seems like they go more out of their way to put us in jail for this kind of stuff, this this weed stuff, than they do to help somebody that may actually legitimately be in trouble, right. and not because an army of pot plants is, like, raping their kids and, and, and right. killing people, but, yeah, that that's, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's terrible. I agree. And it was kind of... I left the seminar a little depressed because of, like, he he was, it was very forthright and truthful, and it's a terrible truth yeah. of, of what we're up against. Oh, it really is. And it sucks that we're only up against it because of this plant. And it's something no, that, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's, that's really undershooting of, Well, it. from what, what we were doing there. It's because of this, okay. but overall, it's yeah. a much greater. Thing. Right. I Absolutely. mean, just just the the. I think at the the you know the most basic thought would be this is one individual of, rights. You know it, what I'm right. saying? Our our individual rights, our right to ch- of choice, right. is being is being challenged. Is being well, it's already been kind of taken away. We're just trying to fight to get it back. And this fight, you know, and it's always interesting because, like, when an organization or a regime or a government or whoever has the power, right. they don't want to give it up. Right. You know, and to actually get some of that back, the the organization or whatever that's in power is going to do everything in their power. arsenal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything that they've got 
to not let go of any of their power. Did we say and four so it, year elections? No, they're every 12 years. It's fine. Don't, right. don't worry about it. And so, like, th- we have such a, a, a huge obstacle to um, um, go against, essentially, to get some of these rights back or to get our ability to make choices about cannabis. For ourselves, you know, um, because the government and the law enforcement and these people that are in charge don't want to give up any of their power. What should be encouraging, though, is that in these situations, usually almost always the the just uh, overcome the oppression, but it's never easy. Things always takes, get really ugly before they right. get any better, you know. And I, even though People our situation say, though, now things are ugly now, but I, I in comparison, mm, this is mm, beautiful. It days. could it could the, get a lot worse. So much worse. It I don't think people are prepared worse. for how worse this is gonna for how terribly bad right. this is gonna get. I mean, it it could. I mean, it could get really bad before it got better, but. Um, there are ways to overcome these challenges without uh, things getting, you know, resorting to violence per se. But unfortunately, there's already been violence from the powers that be towards the cannabis, um, you know, community. Essentially, yeah. you know, there's there's been. Um, um, some physical violence, but mostly like the 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 mental or or cerebral kind of uh, it's all incarceration. Abuse. I mean, that the most of it is people just getting tossed in jail, right? Or having to spend a lot of money to stay out of jail, which mm-hmm. is another interesting part of it. And what Chris was saying about how people. Uh, you know, they get put up with all these charges, you know, they got all these felonies, you know, and, and they were a smaller provider, you know, nothing. They weren't over their plant count. They they didn't have hundreds of pounds, you know, but the, and then they get these charges and it's like, oh, you're going to be serving 80 years in prison. But then they offer you this this plea deal. You know, they let you think about these charges that you have against you, you know, these these multiple felony counts, these distribution conspiracy Outrageous charges. charges. Yeah. And then and then in some cases. So they create this problem, right? But then well, they come up it's with this movie, plea deal, right? It's a movie. If you plead guilty, mm. you'll only serve 12 months in a day, which in effect instead of 15 years. All that is doing is validating their their thought that you are doing something wrong and their move to put you away for it. I, I think it's You're actually saying, you know, more right? for perception. I am doing something wrong. I think I it's admit. more for perception. Because, see, they, they... So they indict you with these charges and then you got a couple months to sit and pretty much uh, marinate with the, this thought this of these charges. This anticipation of federal pounding yeah. ass prison and You know, and you have all this time to visualize and conceptualize, you know, what's going to happen. You know, let's say you have a family and you, you, you have a couple months to think about. That's Man, be the I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be going to jail for years, 15 years, 20 years because of these drug charges. And then the feds come down and say, all right, you know, let's not take this to court. If you plead guilty, you know, you'll get you'll get this this one charge and and you know, a year in prison. And and then maybe some some, you know, uh, probation afterwards or something. And like because you've Keep been you thinking on the leash there just Yeah, a and because bit. you've been thinking for months that you might be going to jail for 20 years, all of a sudden their plea deal You know, you're going to plead guilty just so you don't have to face the brunt of all of those charges or go to court. And and 
Isn't court supposed to be there for us, though? Uh-huh. Guilt, innocent till guilt. What is it here? I can't remember it's, now. It's supposed I'm to so be confused. innocent until proven guilty, but that is not right. the way it I'm operates. I'm so confused now. People that have been raided by the federal government, um, and, and I'm talking f- from somebody that I know personally, they are already on probation and they haven't even gone to court yet. Is that like they got to check in with a pro- probation officer? They're doing urine tests. He is being treated as he was guilty before there's been a ruling in his and case. And what is all of that doing, like in the long run? To in- it's perception, you know, and that's what I was saying. About, you know, it's 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 all about when you have these the people accepting who, these though? plea deals because perception perception is relative. The public. So so it is it's for the public. So then. the public sees in the news like there's this guy and he and he pleaded guilty to conspiracy and this and you know like because people are pleading guilty to avoid having to go to court, right. spend the Be- money okay. and have the the taking the risk of actually getting, you know, 20 years in prison for being a provider for 30 people. You know and so in, instead of doing that and then is what the feds get is this this a higher number of people pleading guilty because they don't want to take the risk and take it and to court. And then statistically, that all looks nice. And in the papers, right. these people are pleading guilty to drug charges. Oh, conspiracy, manufacturing, distribution. You know, and these nobody, people are all saying they're guilty. They're going out on their own and saying, "Yes, I'm guilty. I'll take your plea deal so that I get to keep my family and so that I get a you know what I'm saying so that I don't get so I'm not taking the risk of losing." everything that's important to me that to me seems it's not entrapment but it sure is fucked up it's borderline and they always indict you and give you the worst set of charges you know six felonies 30 years in jail and they let you think about it for a little while so that when they come back with a well let's not take this to court you know if you plead guilty it's all psychological you'll be done and people jump at it. That's a shame. And Chris Lindsay didn't. And I like that. You know, he feels that, you know, he's going to fight this because he wasn't, the well, allegedly, from what you know, I gathered from his speech, like, he wasn't the one that had the firearms or was selling the pot or growing the pot or whatever. You know, he he's was... He's the lawyer. Right. He was legal counsel. Do you he think it wise of them to go after a lawyer, though? It doesn't matter. Like someone trained in the art of matter. that game. Yeah, but he's not. I don't think that he's that kind of lawyer. Well, yeah, but I mean, a lawyer in general has a better understanding of the system and how it works than me or you I, or normal everyday people. I think the federal law has things so well <laughs> that nobody m- monopolized <laughs> that no matter and see, like I'm sure there are some big shot lawyers, you know, that are making millions and millions of dollars that could maybe like fight this with their whole team of of employees or whatever but I don't think your typical lawyer stands much of a chance and I'm not saying that Chris doesn't stand a chance I'm just saying in general a lawyer isn't going to stand much of a chance fighting the federal government on a federal law that's that's pretty black and white in the federal law book right cannabis is illegal like period to the feds and so when you go into a courtroom especially that they have it's stricken in a federal court the medical program like you can't you can't even bring you can't up cite it whatsoever yeah it doesn't matter so if you're involved in the medical marijuana program and you have to go to federal court you have to you have to pretty much scratch out anything about the medical program and so in other words when you go into the federal courtroom and they ask you you know were you growing cannabis 
well, yes, but you want to say but, but I had anything after the word but. Right. You can't do that. And so, you know, were you selling cannabis? Yes, to my patients. No, it doesn't matter. You know, because you were just selling cannabis. And so that. Which goes back to what we've always said is that rescheduling first and then these court cases will be easier to to handle. Mm -hmm. And I like, I mean, it's something, it's so widely used. We all do it. And and here, just right out of the headlines. It's 420, by the way. Well, happy birthday. I better. No, I'm kidding. Former NFL lineman, at least 50% of players use marijuana. And this is, this is another, like, just in sports, like, people are so, the public is like, oh my goodness, he was smoking marijuana? What? The, 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 the public just as a whole has such a hard time making the separation between, like, if if they caught him drunk driving, they would have been more. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, you got caught. Oh, better luck next time. Or like, you oh, what a dumbass! Somebody, dude. Right. But these guys, like, and it's it's the same as what we were talking about in in the workforce up here. When when the big mountain back before it was the ski resort, they wanted to do that, and they figured out that none of their lifties what they would have no employees. Yeah, and that. It's that that's how you know that I, our government is effed because it's so widely used. There's so such a non problem as far as health for the majority, uh, you know, that why are you fighting this? I'm a little curious about I, I was just thinking that with with this particular article about how the, the sports stars smoking cannabis and the public's like, oh, my God. I'm wondering though if that if if that is the reporter's like creative freedom, like do you really think that people are surprised that a football star is smoking cannabis? Like I'm not surprised, but I guess I'm involved. But I mean, like who is really? Well, no, surprised? they didn't say that. That was me saying that. I think that when these oh. stories come out, the public people are just like, wow, you know, they're they are surprised that that there's there's smoking pot that they're getting caught for it. It shouldn't be. Yeah, I am more surprised they're getting caught than anything else. Like, no. it, does it say how he got caught or how he got uh, this found out? This was Lomas Brown. He's an ESPN analyst now. He says he believes more than half of NFL players smoke marijuana. <sighs> he said that three marijuana-related arrests of Detroit Lions players this offseason are just examples of what is a widespread problem in the league. I just don't think you'll be able to curb this, he said. He said the problem was much worse when he joined the NFL back in 85 <laughs> when he believes perhaps 90% of players smoked marijuana. <laughs> Almost all of... Oh, my God. How do they play that game on, on that marijuana? How are you not just oh. running into... Oh, wait. Uh, oh, <laughs> that makes... Okay. Oh. Uh, CBS Sports Report in April found that four out of ten draft eligible players this year failed at least one drug test at school, and two of ten failed more than once. About 70% of prospects at the draft combined admitted to using marijuana. In '09, roughly one-fourth of all football players admitted to marijuana use over the past year, which was the highest <laughs> of any sport surveyed. I wonder how many of these players are you black. have to be high to play football. <laughs> I wonder how many of these players are black. All of them. Are there white football players? Yeah. Oh, the quarterback. Of course there is. Right. 
the quarterback. <laughs> no, that's that's weird. Okay, so is what I'm going with this is though yeah. is that like you were telling me the story about the young black man wearing a hoodie and the neighborhood yeah, watch guy. Martin, yeah, the neighborhood watch guy shoots this 17 year old. Yeah, this this was a story a while ago. African American guy in a hoodie who had a bag of Skittles in his pocket. And he just gets kidding, shot, man. and then you know, just recently, a, a month or two after this happened, they're saying, "Oh, well, they found traces of marijuana in the black guy's system," and, and so he deserved to get shot. Zimmerman's, I mean, he was a he was a yeah. he was using marijuana, and that obviously made the the uh, neighborhood watch um, participant feel endangered or feel like he was at then, risk. But then, so we shot him. I don't get it. They say that it seems clear after a uh, new new light is shed on a number of important aspects of the investigation. Most importantly, it seems clear that George Zimmerman took a beating, probably a pretty bad one. Bloody lacerations on his head, grass stains on his back, a swollen or broken nose, or more than one witness claiming to have seen what must have been Martin on top of Zimmerman during the altercation all support his claim, but... It is also pretty clear from the other evidence we know of, the 911 call where Zimmerman ignores instructions not to follow Martin, and the account of Martin's friend who was on the phone with him immediately before the incident, that Zimmerman likely followed Martin and initiated whatever altercation eventually ensued. Can't we all just, just stop? But it started... How, how big was... Seventeen-year-old kid, and this does it give us height or weight? Uh, I'm sure I can find it. So I'm wondering, and then if we could find, like, I'm wondering how Zimmerman's a pretty big dude. He's a he's a pretty. Here we go. He's Spanish. In <laughs> the origin. Wikipedia entry for the shooting of Trayvon Martin. <laughs> yes. Uh, it happened February 26, 2012, seven o nine p.m. Eastern Time, at the retreat at Twin Lakes in Sanford, Florida. Coordinates twenty eight point seven nine two nine five north. Eight. Anyway, uh, Jesus. Zimmerman is five eight, hundred eighty five pounds. Okay, uh, that's the neighborhood that's, watch guy. Right, he's George the one Zimmerman. with the firearm in Florida. Right. Can you even own and a f- who was told not to follow? And then the kid is six feet tall, one hundred sixty pounds. So he's a, he's a few Six, inches taller, but he weighs 20 pounds less. Oh, and he's black, though, so that makes him like, that right. adds like 20 pounds in four inches. In Florida, can you own a handgun? Florida, well, that that's the interesting part about this, is that Florida has this law that's like the stand your ground law or something stupid like that, so he, that's where he got off on self-defense because of, of that. Uh, here, I'll, it's called... Florida's self-defense law, I bet, says that you have to be um, fearing for your life. He was a multiracial, 28-year-old Hispanic, multiracial Hispanic American community watch coordinator for the Gade community. Uh, He was on a private errand. A member of the neighborhood watch saw Martin walking inside the Gade community where Martin was visiting his father and his father's fiance. Zimmerman called the police department to report Martin's behavior as suspicious. So, black kid in this Gade community, whoa, calls him up, right? Yeah. Uh, Shortly afterwards, there was an altercation which ended with Zimmerman fatally shooting Martin once in the chest at close range. When police arrived, Zimmerman told them that Martin had attacked him and that he had shot Martin in self-defense. 
Zimmerman was bleeding from the nose and mouth, had two vertical lacerations on the back of his head. Uh, EMTs treated him at the scene, after which he was taken to the police department. He was detained, oh, okay. questioned for about two hours, during which time videotaped statement. He was released without being charged. Police said they had not found evidence to contradict his assertion of self-defense. Okay. The circumstances... So they got in a fight. Basically. But they got in a fight because... He saw a black kid in the... He or that's what, it, that's what it looks like. He that's, probably confronted this black kid and said, I called the police, you're going to wait here And the kid was like, no, here. my dad lives here. And he's like... <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't think so. And then, yeah. you know, I multi... I just, it just seems that shooting the poor kid was, like, overkill. Like, as a neighborhood watch individual, I think calling the police is enough. But so, why we're talking about this, because it back a while ago, they mentioned that there may have been a baggie on Trayvon, on the kid that had marijuana residue. And, like, they were making that sound like that, like, whoa, oh, in that case, well, then he should have shot him twice. I mean, right. am I right or am I right? Yeah. So, then, then it came out just that they did the autopsy and that... Uh, there was he had marijuana in his body, which that still doesn't. But they're making that like that's the the smoking gun, you know? Right? Like, okay, well, case dismissed. You know? Right. You can. No wonder the black kid got in a fight no wonder, with the neighborhood yeah. watch guy I mean, because uh, he was he on was, cannabis, yeah. which is reefer madness. Absolutely. That's exactly what right. reefer madness is all about. The you know reefer madness is extremely racist, and this is a perfect I mean, they example. They have a video here from Seven Eleven of Trayvon going into there, getting himself some Skittles and a can of Arizona iced tea. <laughs> And then, like, going back... Ginger ale and marshmallows? <laughs> oh, and my nine milli. Like, yeah, right? Okay. Gin- I, let me get some marshmallows and a ginger ale, because I'm going to go fight a neighborhood watch guy. Seems ridiculous. And that so, was the story that they said, right. is that he had gone to, to there and... and this is modern-day reefer madness. I mean, this is exactly what reefer right. madness it's is all about. It's attaching reefer madness to a mainstream story in order... Correct. ...to get to, the main... To further yeah. reefer madness. To this further your cannabis, madness. Cannabis has nothing to do with this situation. Nothing to do with the situation, yet it's brought into the story right. to a demonize marijuana. A medical examiner's report later found trace elements of THC, an element in marijuana, in his system, though experts pointed out the challenge in equating the levels found with Martin's level of intoxication at the time of his death. Right. Like, they're... Right. Wow, like he can't. I bet if he was really stoned, he probably wouldn't have got in the fight. He would have sent my boys to the store. I'm not going (laughs) shit. I went last time. I mean, Um, come on. I just that's why I wanted to talk so much, and I know that that it took a while to get that point out talking about this story. Well, I felt like going from the sports stars had heard of. Right, absolutely. Story, so. Going from the the sports stars smoking cannabis to this young black kid smoking cannabis, and and tying that in with the eighty year old idea of reefer madness, and and it just goes to show you that we haven't come all that far away from that because there is right. still a major push to demonize marijuana. Do you feel like they the hide media. it hide it a little better now, or are they just more blatant with it? I think it's I think it's hidden I, I think that the point is being made indirectly now instead of directly. Like it's it's more of a, a 
you know, I think a person's logic would kind of just put the two together instead of coming out and saying that the neighborhood watch guy shot the black kid because he was obviously stoned, you know, and, and Which he attacks makes him. Perfect sense. Right. But what? but just by I think I think it's more of a indirect um, yeah. point that they're making about bringing cannabis up like. And then Geraldo, he's like... Was there Tra- alcohol in his Her- system? Geraldo Rivera comes out and he's like... Oh, no. Tra- Trayvon Martin's thugware got him profiled. It was the way he dressed. Of right? It now was. it's the rap Let's music. the clothes and the rap music. Fuck now it. it's the rap music, too. Cannabis rap music and a hoodie. Oh, man. That will get you I shot think we in a may gated have community. all three of those things here. I, there's a hoodie in there. Some cannabis. I know there's some rap music somewhere. I bet there is. Do you have any marshmallows and a ginger ale? No, just marshmallows. I know where there's a gated community. Yes. We could go over to the gated community. We should experiment with this. We're not black, though. Would that be a better control, though? Like, would they just come up to us and be like, are you lost? Are are you guys looking for something? Instead of... Unless if... But, like... I know a black guy that would do this. I know a gun. I know a black guy that will do this. What if we... Had the that gun sounds and so terrible to like, say that. <laughs> it sounds so terrible. Right. It's like I know a black guy, but in Montana, honestly, Makes there's you think. that there's just I mean, there, we are not racially diverse here. Oh, and then in a later interview with Trayvon's parents, Revi- uh, Geraldo apologized for suggesting that his clothes played a role uh, in his death. Hmm. So, um, thank I, you, Geraldo. The marijuana is probably a lot less powerful than the surveillance video at the Seven Eleven. Geraldo said. <laughs> you can't smoke the what? I've never smoked surveillance camera before. That sounds like an interesting strain. They're, they say, they're like, new evidence revealed this week, including a report that indicates the presence of marijuana compounds in Martin's system, as well as a video clip from the convenience store where he bought iced tea and fucking Skittles. <laughs> Da, da, da. It's not like he bought a forty ounce and a blunt wrap. I know that right. You know what I mean. He didn't get a Come fucking. On. He didn't get a mad dog and a fucking fuck blunt wrap. On. He got Skittles and a fucking. That's Which awesome. I mean means nothing. It's no. just silly. That... I, and to be honest with you, I can't believe the, this part of the story is getting made news. Zimmerman described Martin in a non-emergency call to police dispatch as a quote. Suspicious black male acting like he was, quote, on drugs or something. <laughs> he, he was black and on drugs or something. Okay, thank you. Now I'm going to go shoot him. No, yeah, don't follow him. Click. <laughs> like, that's... Yeah. And, right? then he sh- and then the altercation, which... Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. It's it's the Hispanic man's word against a dead black <laughs> Riviera, Geraldo explained that, quote, a reasonable comparison is a fair way to judge people, but O'Reilly countered that Zimmerman could have been, quote, looking for action. <laughs> he, he wants to be Inspector Clouseau. Who? Who's that? Wow. Inspector Clouseau? Clouseau? <laughs> That's really uh, interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, as far as as it being modern day, but so he like he wasn't arrested, and then they brought in like this special, a uh, person to press these murder charges on him, and then it's going to trial. So it will be interesting, I mm-hmm. guess. I hope they find a surprise witness that saw some shit go down. I hope. I hope. The, I hope. 
I hope they bring up marijuana a lot and try to make <laughs> yeah, it look right. like that's what made him go crazy. <laughs> that's why he was acting weird. In weeks after the shooting, thousands of Americans donned hoodies to protest both what they believed was a case of racially... Mo- People are so stupid. <laughs> Really? Yeah. There's a great picture online of like all these black kids with hoodies and Skittles just like, what's up in this long line just in protest? I mean, yeah, cool, but it's just funny that like some kid gets shot by this other dude and people go put hoodies on. Like that just. Well, he's kind of become a martyr at that point. A little bit. You know, because... It's just funny what people will do. They'll do that, but they won't, like, actually do anything. They're just like, here, we all have hoodies now, too. I, Yay. I <laughs> wish, uh, like, Professor Blunstein would call in and give us his opinion. Or, you know what I mean? Like, just to hear somebody from either the East Coast over there or... I know a black guy. Hold on. Someone in... you want? Hold on. Well, you know what I'm saying? To see what the, like, see what their perspective is. And I hate to say things like that, but, I mean, honestly, like... We don't. We are not racially diverse here. Like it's. Hey, friend. We need a black guy's point yeah. of view on the hot box, real quick. Right. God, I hope that doesn't sound racist. I mean, this. I, I don't know. <laughs> no homo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shot down. Terrible. At least that's not the first time. Oh. Well. Um. So. Any anyway, uh, something I something guess something else. Yeah, <laughs> something not that. So in Montana, I, I think it's interesting that Trayvon Martin, the shooting itself, has its own wiki. Not like right. it's not a Trayvon Martin or a George right. Zimmerman wiki. It's, it's the incident, the shooting of yeah. Right. Uh, in Montana, mm-hmm. uh, several months ago, before the passing of Senate Bill Four Twenty Three, yeah. which is the current uh, medical marijuana law that we are operating under in the state of Montana, <laughs> dealing with before it was enacted, we had. R- if we round up 30,000 medical marijuana patients in the state of Montana, mm-hmm. uh, fast forward to present day and we are, 3, looking, we are looking at less than 11,000 patients in Montana. And wow. so um, we have 30% of... I wonder, none of my friends want to smoke pot with me anymore. <laughs> They're all like, we quit. Sorry. <laughs> right, okay, on. so we have, a th- we have 30% or a third of the patients that we did several months ago. And so starting June 1st, mm-hmm. the Department of Health and Human Services, the organization that li- uh, sends out and licenses you for your medical marijuana yeah. registry card, uh, is tripling their prices of the registration fees. To make up for so the, state, the lack of registration fees? So the state, with a third of the patients, is going to be making the same amount of money as they were when we had 30,000 patients because they're going to be tripling the price. Now, uh, and that starts June 1st, so the registration fee is going to go from 25 to $75. Um, and I'm not positive about the renewal fee if it's going to go from 10 to 30 I think it... I don't know for sure. I'd have to uh, make another phone call. Isn't that what you would kind of have to do as a provider if you could only have, say, three patients, is you would either have to try and get the most out of those three patients or just do it if, just if, because. If that but injunction business, is lifted, you could have three patients, but you can't sell your cannabis. You have to give it away right. for free. And so it, 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 it essentially nullifies the medical marijuana law in Montana. From that point on, all cannabis sales would be black market because it's worth money. That's so weird. Right? To, like, yeah, that that's wow. that, that, that even got passed as a law. Like, so anyway, um, 
One of the reasons, um, a common reason that people haven't been able to renew their card is the new cost of getting registered and seeing the doctor or doctors to get your recommendation for your medical marijuana card. Right. Um, in some places, it's as much as $450 to visit the doc, to go bucks. to the two doctors. That's big bucks. Um, is it easy? The least amount of money I've seen it done for is, is about 150 to $195. On average, it's $300. And so, uh, that's $300 that somebody has to come up with. Um, and you're not and even I, and I know that pot for that money. Right. No, and I, and I understand that $300 uh, to some people isn't a problem. But $300 to some other people is a problem. You know, I, and I don't have any explanation as to why other than priorities. it just is. Priorities. I don't know. Whatever. And... That's been an obstacle for some patients to overcome. I mean, some people, well, you know, if they are on income, a fixed income and, you know, they don't even spend $300 a month on cannabis. Maybe they spend $50 a month or $100 a month, whatever. Um, and maybe it's just that they can't save up the money. They don't have any budgeting skills. I don't know. Whatever. It's, some people just can't do it because they can't afford it. And so now the state is going to triple the price of their registration fees. So on top of let's say the two or three hundred dollars to see the doctor, you're going to have to shell out another seventy five dollars to <laughs> register with the state. Sure. Previously, it, the ten or twenty five dollars was a little easier for people to swallow when they went to register or renew their card. So when, with the prices tripling on June 1st, you know, if, if your card's getting close to expired or if you're getting your card renewed, you need to get your paperwork in by the end of next week, is it? Let's see here. Yeah, so you got a week and a half left before the prices triple down at the Department of Health and Human Services. So that's something to be aware of if you're a patient in Montana. If your card expires... Or you're in the process of getting your paperwork done. Send it in before June 1st. If it expires after that date, like, can you renew early to get it? Or do you have to wait till it... But not, like, like weeks and stuff? Not not several weeks. I think it has to be within 30 days. Okay. You know, I think that you have to... I think that if you start your renewal process... I don't even think. I know that if you start your renewal process 30 days before your card expires and you get your paperwork in or whatever, they will renew your card at that point. Nice. Um, But if... uh, The other thing to remember that if if the Department of Health and Human Services receives your paperwork um, after your expiration date, you need to make sure that you... um, check out or you check the box on your paperwork that says new application because the state if they receive the paperwork like I said after your expiration date you are going to be registering as a new patient the only way that you can pay the renewal fee is if they receive your paperwork before your expiration date right receive it not postmarked by right when they receive it like you need to plan this out and I know Mm -hmm. we're not the best planners but no we are not technology so make it happen no we are not yeah set up a a thing on the phone for all of you right (laughs) yeah um, the other thing is uh, a lot of people don't even know their cards are expired. You know, they, because the state doesn't send out a letter saying you have to your just card's look. expired. Do they do that for driver's licenses? Do they send you a thing or do you just have to know? 
I don't like, know. I mean, it says obviously on your. I license, haven't had to renew my driver's license yet. I don't have to renew mine for like eight years. I know it's a long time. Yeah. But they do send you out a notice, like when your driver, when your car registration, right? You know. But I don't know. Uh, they do not send out a letter to inform you that if your card is expired, and so <laughs> it's up to you as a patient to know when your card's expired. And uh, like we were talking earlier about the spring seminar, which is happening tomorrow here in Kalispell. Yeah. Um, noon again. Uh, One o'clock. We'll double check. Two o'clock. That sounds about right. Two o'clock, probably. Yeah, find out the location. Continue, so, um, look at your two card. Two to five thirty, and two to five thirty. So, yeah. no, like if it's you're at the Red Line Hotel. It's 20. up to you to know when your card expires. Chris Lindsay, who's putting on the seminar tomorrow at mm-hmm. two. Um, at the Red Lion is going to talk to you about the implications of having, you know, your card expired. Also, like having the recommendation from the doctor means absolutely nothing to the police. Unless like so if you get your paperwork from your doctor and you have that with you and you get pulled over, it's meaningless. The only thing that's going to work is your valid card. One other thing to know is that you have 10 days to notify, only 10 days to notify the Department of Human Health and Services Mm -hmm. if your address has changed. So if your address isn't valid on your medical marijuana registry card, it's not valid to the police either. Like the information that's on your registry card has to be accurate or the card's invalid. And that gives them a reason to incarcerate you, right. I guess. So that negates <laughs> your defense of having a medical exactly. marijuana card. They're punching holes, essentially, and finding little ways to invalidate your card. Well, they're just mad that we found so many loopholes, so they... Right, so now they're like, oh, well... Oh, yeah, well... So if you've moved or any of your information needs to be changed, go on the web, print out a change request form, check the appropriate box, whether you're changing your address or changing your phone number or whatever... Fill out the appropriate information and send it in because if any of the information is incorrect, you will get screwed. Like the police can invalidate the card and it's just like you're owning cannabis without the medical card, even though you have the damn thing. And if just FYI, uh, if if you're going to register for the the Montana patient seminar, uh, it's $40 in advance, $50 at their door. But that that represents a value of over four hundred dollars when compared with actually meeting with an attorney. So I mean, if you you want to, and it was really nice because you could ask whatever questions. I yeah. mean, he was he it was, was like very one responsive of those estimates, kind of. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it was great. So you guys, and I think that if you came uh, prepared, I think if you came prepared with like questions, you could do your whole case like <laughs> during this seminar throughout the course of the. And I mean, you know, maybe we'll be there. We'll stream it and record it for you. <laughs> and here's your case presented. Right. Right. Uh, so anyway, I just wanted to uh, give a few updates about the, the program and the information about your medical marijuana card. And if you're listening and you have your card, Take a look, look at, at it and look, make sure, yeah. Look at it. You know, review it and make sure look all the information it. on it is correct. Just look at it. And if you've changed your phone number, like if you have one of the, the track phones or if the whatever phones. If you took a phones, dump in the last two weeks, they need to know about it. Right. I mean, that's almost, it's almost yeah. to the point But something to think is. about. Yeah. No, and, sure. and the fee is going up. Another <laughs> that, I don't also, really have anything else to Prices are say. going up. Also, yeah. something to think about. Yeah. All right. Um, you guys have heard of Sativex? 
Sativex? Sativex. How do you say that? Yeah, we've talked about that on the show. Right. Uh, Well, there is a new pill on the market, a new cannabis pill called Idrassel. I drizzle. Is this a joke? <laughs> I drizzle is a full spectrum cannabinoid pill, satisfies the medical community with its standardized 25 milligram tablet, and changes the way patients and physicians view medical marijuana. Uh, Dubons.com and I drizzle are discovering that the groundbreaking new medical marijuana pill is in high demand by patients all over the world. Everybody wants this. This isn't a real article. Is this for real? No. It's in the SF gate. I don't know. What was the website? (laughs) Dubons.com. I don't even want to B-O-N-G-S. D-O-O-B-O-N-S.com. Oh, I thought you said Dubongs. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, no way. I don't know. Dubongs.com. Idrassel is unique because it features two revolutionary breakthroughs in the field of medical cannabis. Extraction and consistency until now only two forms of smokeless medical marijuana containing chemicals actually found in the marijuana plant have been on the market sativex 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 and marinol marinol and there's another one too it starts with an r i thought uh however sativex uh sativex an oral spray manufactured by gw pharmaceuticals uh for the treatment of MS contains only two cannabinoids and Marinol only contains one. Here's an idea. If you have to uh, take a urine and all. is an all-natural oh, cannabis plant extract containing the full spectrum of naturally occurring cannabinoids, phytocannabinoids, with a one-to-one-to-one ratio of CBD, CBN, and THC. Hmm. What were you going to say? Sorry. Uh, have I mentioned about getting a Marinol... Uh, prescription if you have to take a urine analysis test and that urine analysis tests um, test for a particular uh, cannabis metabolite and I think it's THC uh, hyphen COOH that's the metabolite that a urine analysis test looks for that's the metabolite that's in Marinol so if you have a prescription for Marinol you can smoke cannabis and still pass a urine analysis test because of your Marinol prescription. Saying now, that it's easier to get there a Marinol are prescription than a Well, there are different or? urine tests that can test for different cannabis metabolites, but your typical urine analysis test, you know, like if you're going to get a job at Teletech with those beautiful, wonderful <laughs> people in that documentary. Such a great episode. You know, and you need to pass that urine analysis test. If you have a prescription for Marinol, that passes THC in a urine analysis test. So uh, that's that is an option to be. You know, if if you're in that position, maybe do a little bit more research, and if you can get your doctor to give you a prescription for Marinol, which you pick up at a pharmacy that's okay with the federal government then well, you have an excuse. <laughs> yeah, then you have an excuse to have THC in your system. We've all come to know that the pot plant itself is what's dangerous. Right. That's oh, the yeah. part that uproots oh, yeah. and rapes and murders. But. Did you have anything else you wanted to go over before we get out of here? Uh, no, I just kind of want to wrap this up. It's only available oh. in California with a doctor's <laughs> recommendation. Uh, there's a yeah, let me interrupt you. Here. No, no, it's, it's totally fine. No big deal. <laughs> but it, it's a... Uh, yeah, and that that's interesting. Finally, like they're they're learning, right? At least they're, yeah, they're learning. I mean, it's not just THC. Marinol was garbage. It's right. not just THC and this other one, Sativex. Sativex was garbage. Right. This is full spectrum, but 
This so is I'm again, wondering the pharmaceutical company giving one measured dose for everybody. Mm-hmm. This would be better if they could tailor it to you specifically and say you need more of CBD, a little less of CBN, mm-hmm. and maybe a little more of THC or you know yeah. whatever. And, and then that would that would be cool. It's interesting that it's only they can't send it across state lines. It's manufactured in California and has to stay there. Interesting. But they're saying that it's a good way for doctors to track because it's a measured it's an exact mm-hmm. measured dose so that they can they can see how how they do over time. Uh, regulated dose is far better than traditional medical marijuana due to the fact that smoked or ingested cannabis is unreliable. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> uh, Idrazzle is I product. Idrazzle. Idrazzle. A product of C3 Patients Association. Uh, it can be used to treat a variety of ailments uh, like AIDS and cancer. And death. <laughs> so. And boredom. And boredom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, Dune Bones was designed to make medical marijuana convenient and approachable to everyone, including those who are in new to the world of medical cannabis. So, good N- job, you guys. New to being Dune consciously bones. aware. Dune Bones. <laughs> That's a weird word. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, is that it? Are we done? Is that I, good? You know, I don't really have anything we else to We tackle racism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not bad. Politics, racism. Work. We didn't and do religion today. Does our site look like a cheesy 90s? God damn it. Where's our new banner? It's It didn't... I need... We need... I need to... Where's our new banner? It's in the room. It didn't fit on there, and I didn't want... It's just thrown in the corner. <laughs> crying. Like, you Sad. don't even care. I like it. There's probably, like, a book or something sitting on top of it, putting creases in it. Site, Your cat's probably pissed on it. <laughs> probably. And then scratched it, because it smelled right. like me. Email info at hotboxpodcast.com. You guys can leave us messages at 406-204-4687. You can text me and say hi if you want. 406-848-1739. Uh, check out the site. Check out the social stuff, and we will see. You. Yep. Are we? Are we? What are we doing tomorrow? I don't know. This was our show, so yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, what, if we go to the two Kalispell, to five thirty, if we, if go we do to it, that, can we go earlier and set up so the everything's in focus <laughs> and not like yeah, 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 maybe. I like you. You didn't like that rolling in like last minute with uh-huh. everything. Like hold no, on. No, I was stressed. Where's the, fuck the bathroom? Out. <laughs> I'm not. Does it? <laughs> dude, I was stressed the fuck out. Man, because... this isn't booting. This isn't booting. Yeah, I just like fuck. I'm a. I like to. I try to get places just like that early crazy. if I have to present something professional. Yeah, like, but, but you know, if we did it again, it would be really neat to get one camera on Chris and then the other one well, just yeah, on the. Yeah, but in closing, do you want to just say the 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 messed up chain of events that got us there? <laughs> Right? Like, we almost didn't even make it. I know. Christ. Yeah, I don't really want to go over that. No. Uh-uh. I'm good. All right, we'll catch you guys next week. Later. If you like you we, like this we, is where, this is where, where you need to be. be. <laughs> if you like weed, this is where you need Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast.